You wanna make money on MMA? Let be. You wanna know who to put it in your parlay? Let be. You wanna know a DraftKings stay away? Let be. So, who has the Leslie Smith underdog pick? Who was the Mexican dude and the lesbian chick? Everybody say you mean, let's vote when the bean. Who's that out there living they dream? Let's vote when the bean. Who's that still smoking all the green? Let's vote and the bean. Come on, y'all, let me hear you scream. Let's vote and the bean. Welcome back. Welcome back. We have had a hell of a time. I just gotta say, here, if you're subscribing to Lat B, you know why we broke it into two shows. Because we said, at any time, a cricket could fart, and all of a sudden this fight would end up falling out. And guess what? It has. Our worst nightmares have come true. But a phoenix out of the ashes, we're arguably getting a quality, of quality level fight for the belt. There is officially a strip. We actually waited here. Quickly, Lesbo, how do you feel after the presser that we held off our show to give our last final thoughts on the main card itself? We did it not to jinx Khabib Ferguson. Right. It was the fourth time the fight's been made. We are all walking on eggshells. Everyone wants to see two of the greatest of all time fight each other. We love both fighters. We love them. We were everybody, everybody, especially diehards, especially diehards, though. This one was for the diehards. Yeah. A freak accident, or was it, whatever. I always think fishy on everything. Tony Ferguson hurts his knee. At a UFC event, scheduled event. A scheduled event, on doing equipment. like press conference stuff. Rented and or owned by UFC. In I UFC's think care. completely tore his LCL or dis LCL. L, uh, dis torn off of the flag. He's been on a few interviews, Tony Ferguson that is, and said that he's now had MRIs and x-rays and stuff and showing his LCL just flapping in the wind. It's completely off of the bone. We waited till the last minute not to jinx it and then this is what I was thinking. Did we jinx it by not just doing the breakdown? <laughs> I feel like a lot of a lot of professionals did the same thing because there's a lot of people that I listen to all in the Twitterverse and stuff that were like, I had four or five pieces ready to go fight week. I wanted to hold off and now they don't matter. Now I have to break down Max Holloway stepping in, having the biggest balls in the land other than Colby Covington because that's officially in Brazil against the Sanyos. <laughs> That's true, too. That Colby Covington going to Brazil is gnarly as fuck. Uh, With uh, Max coming in, short notice, uh, I've heard rumors that they offered the fight to, what's his face, Alvarez, Eddie Alvarez first. And then Brian Ortega. No, no, no. Brian Ortega threw himself into the ring. I don't think they offered it to Brian. I think he said, I'll do it, I'll do it. And they said, wait, because they were waiting to hear back from Max. And then Max got back to him. From what I had thought I had heard, it was that Ortega, Max had, Alvarez had the first shot. He didn't want it. They were waiting for um, Max. Max. And they asked Ortega. And Ortega said yes. But it was contingent on Max not taking the fight. Essentially, the UFC was like, uh, hey, do you want the fight? Maybe if this guy doesn't take it, will you take it? And Ortega was like, hell yeah, I'll take that fight. And now he's making claim that they did contact him. But all three I, it of was those all fights I want to see. 
In time. Against, in time. In time, gentlemen. Yeah. I can't wait. The divisions are hot. We got new blood in every single weight division in our entire oh, sport. And before we get into our main card breakdown, we've been I we have been waiting for this. I feel like you know one of those big furry um goats? No, those goats <laughs> that stand on the side of the cliff and they have the tiny little tiny little hooves balancing on just rocks just chipping away falling into the valley below the ones that the eagles fly in and take off and drop (laughs) totally totally those ones and they're like oh shit oh shit they almost lose their lose their footing i feel like i've been just holding on to wait for this breakdown i'm so grateful i feel blessed that max stepped in and at first i was so disappointed that the fight was off. I knew it was going to happen, though. It was like every time I looked at my phone, I just knew it. Maybe we all put the energy out there. We knew it. it. The information coming out on April 1st, I remember sending it to you after I officially had verified because we had already both sent each other a few of them beforehand because we had gotten the media or Twitter, whatever. We both sent each other old things. things <laughs> that people recirculate and called the fight off. But when I officially saw the verification on Tony Ferguson's Instagram himself, it was like, hey, we got a, we got problems. We got problems. And then, when Max Holloway replaced Tony, I didn't. I was immediately let down, and I gotta say, immediately I was let down. And as time's grown, I've grown fonder of it. But I just wish it had a, an entire media cycle behind it. I'm I would more really excited wait. that it doesn't. I sometimes think that this works. I I sometimes think it's so weird. And so, and it, it, and I feel like a lot of people must think like me. At first, every I'm I was so bummed. Like I knew this was gonna happen, me whatever. And then I was getting myself damned because there's still Aya Quinta Felder, there's still Joanna Rose, there's still. And then yep. Max, that happens. And now that I've sat on it, what an intriguing, interesting fight. And I'm okay sometimes. Sometimes romance, sometimes the things I like the most about fights, sometimes things happen in perfection. And Edgar and Max, Max just couldn't take the fight then. He was just in, he was he said he would have taken the fight, but they wouldn't let him or something in the commission or wherever he was at. And uh-huh. it was just like or something weird. I don't remember what was going on with his health before, but just timing wise. So for all this to come up with my, Max's ankle. Yeah, it was something like yeah. a little injury, like a well, sprained day, like or something that you he might have. From done. what I heard, because I dug into immediately, that's what I looked into was what did Max turn down his last fight for, and it was due to an ankle injury where he rolled his ankle pretty good, got some X-rays, and there was some swelling and bruising, and they thought that it was a minor ligament tear or stretch, and he has been rehabbing and has been blowing all of the standards through the roof. He's healing faster. He's got more flexibility and mobility that he should through the UFC Institute as well as other proper stuff. Like he's been going to sports professionals to rehab it. So, the so you only know thing how I is, like kismet. Whoa. You know how I like timing. Yep. This is perfect timing. And the more I've sat on this, I, as much as I hate to say it, it just, it was almost, if, if Khabib Ferguson happens, what is greater than that? What is bigger than that? As much as DC Stipe, I'm excited for that fight, but not like I was excited for Khabib Ferguson. I feel like I've been waiting for this fight for years and years and years. And me, I'm not alone. Fine. 
It's like the season of Game of Thrones. Oh, it's not coming out until 2024, the next season. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. It's like, I'll wait. Like, I've just accepted it now. I'm patient and we're patient with it. And it's just that much more fine for both guys to build their legacy. It just makes that much more intrigue. The fact for the Connor to still stay this triangulation. And it's that much more interesting. So, yeah. The on. interesting thing with the Connor triangulation, I feel like Connor has officially been taking out. They haven't said he's stripped. But Dana White, as of the presser, has said Connor is no longer going to be the champion. The champion is going to be either Max Holloway or Habib. And he's been saying that forever. And he's, Tony Ferguson is keeping his interim belt. That is new news. That so was very. Tony that was is new not news. losing position. Connor's just getting thrown in the mix, as far as I think. Or as soon as he decides to fight, he'll be the number one contender for the interim potentially, which is Tony. Give it some fights. Let's do it. Can, I think he gets to walk in GSP style and, and just take for the belt. any fight for he the wants shot for now. the belt. Who's ever in the belt at whatever weight he wants. I think he's that big of a name. Oh man! Same as GSP. If GSP rolls into any division he wants and wants a fight there, there's rumors of that GSP Connor fight potentially happening. We're gonna talk about it when it gets there. So I don't, <laughs> oh yeah. Well we yeah. We've said it here forever and ever and ever. We've talked about that GSP Connor fight. That, yep. that was in our wheel O with Justin Gaethje. Remember, that was one of the dudes. Yep. I don't even That's know. A- I would say, I'll put a link down here of the episode below that so you can listen to it, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not well, gonna do it. Anything other than all of this breaking news? I'm sure most fans have been fairly caught up with uh, it. Um, Matt Brown, that fight's off. Versus with, Condon, with, that's been scheduled a few times. Carlos Condon. Also, oh. as of the presser, um, Dana White officially said he's not looking to make that fight ever again between Habib and Tony. How do you feel about that? I don't believe anything Dana says. I think the opposite. That means he can't wait to make it. It's just they, because he thinks this now adds a whole nother realm to it. All the Tony fans, those, I would say most Tony fans are the most diehard fans. Not like diehard, like they're the. Khabib's just, got a pretty dirty contingent. Khabib fans, though. In a good Khabib, way. Khabib, I feel like he's breaking into a pop culture realm where he's starting to be known by people, even if they're not necessarily huge fans of MMA. Uh-huh. He's getting his own Connor appeal. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, so I. Tony fan. Not everyone knows Tony Ferguson. He's a weird guy. Yeah. Everyone, we always talk about it. Um, but Max. I don't even... We can talk about it when we get there. It's too much. Um, and there was another Triple G Canelo's off. Oh, because Canelo t- tested positive on the second test. It So that somebody snuck in other horse meat. Also to Alistair Overeem when he was juiced at it. Because that's and the tainted meat. It's I tainted horse meat. I believe that's all the... Twitter stuff if you're really ready to. I wish I had. <laughs> We've been playing this silly ebbing game called HQ. <laughs> and you know how it counts down before the, where it's like five, four. Yes. <laughs> That's what I would do right now. I would play that. Doop, 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 doop. And then it would be the first fight. Breakdown. The main event. Why we're all here. We have all of the other 12 scheduled bouts still on the way. Joanna is looking good on weight, supposedly. She said that the nutritionist has definitely changed the game. And 
uh, fixed what she needs to do. Again, we're going to break that situation once we get to it, but the lines are out already for all these fights, and we're going to start off the main event on a pay-per-view in Brooklyn. The presser was full to the brim. What What is it? Five in the afternoon, and there was a bunch of hooligans on both sides of the uh, opponents, even for against Joanna, She was getting booed during the presser. I mean, it was a packed house. It was a rowdy house. I think it's a pre- We would have been there. Yeah. You would have been there. People were just yelling the yell, and people were just laughing. Habib broke a few times. Um, people are still hyped. This is some of the best news to just have this mixing also with Holloway also breaking... Connor's records by doing the two champ but already having a defend a defend defending of the belt amongst that so either way the main card on this pay-per-view starts with Ally Quinta versus Paul Felder at 155 pounds both of these guys are veterans Ally Quinta coming off of the show and really come together with a long win streak like six seven in a row he's 12 and two or 12 and three coming out of that Sarah Jiu-Jitsu Longo camp I think he trains with Longo on the side. Um, Paul Felder is definitely a UFC product out of Philadelphia, but I know that he's been at the Gracie gym and also does a lot of time at the UFC gym just because he does all of that extra fight commentary and actually is a face and getting a lot of other side gigs as well. So he utilizes that Las Vegas gym way more which a lot of people are saying amazing things they're like you're giving me free nutritionist free food free training equipment free water i'm moving to vegas kevin lee did it and i think that long term it's going to really benefit them as well Is they it have open rehab to center. the public no i believe that where the ufc fighters are is always kept away and they don't have like people cycle through like the pros can go off on their own but they have a gym that you can subscribe that's like a couple blocks down maybe you have something like that but you don't get a roll with the pros kids and god just talked about it remember she just rolled with some random dude she's like uh some random camera guy was here and we just rolled for like 10 minutes i wouldn't necessarily even need to roll with the pros they could have different levels to that game but it, I, I thought it, i didn't know if it was out of the same facility or not where they had like public classes that you could sign up for they may they may but i do think the fighters are definitely kept away from some of those crazed hooligan fans either way the older fighter is felder by two years ale quinta coming in with Good boxing, had ton of surgeries, ton of knee replacements, perennially hurt Ally Quinta. He's fallen out of many fights or been prolonged in his recoveries because he's been told a few times you can't recover from these type of injuries and he's uh, broken the systems. What I really like with Ally Quinta is he really has his dad in his game plan and he's openly talked about where he's doing what um, Lomachenko and boxing's doing and working on a lot of peripheral vision and a lot of fast twitch uh, mental type of games and really taking a mental aspect to this game. The toughness is there. Ally Quinta's not an easy full fight. The Raging Bull for a reason always brings a fight. On the ground, he's a monster. He has good takedowns and entries. His striking has somewhat power, but he does tend to have his head straight up and kind of Joe Luo's on you, get you up against a fence, drag you down, and 
is a son of a bitch once he's on top. He puts a lot of top pressure on you and actively moves for a submission. Paul Felder, though, if anything is shown as of late, where Oliveira, who was, which was the highest level BJJ competitor that Felder had fought as of late, really proved that his ground defense is next level striking we know paul felder comes from that kickboxing background where he tunes guys up he doesn't have tons of power but he kills you by a thousand cuts and has a great gas tank has for a long time solid chin and is really in his stride i think we're seeing the golden years of paul felder right now this is such an interesting matchup definitely a contender for the fan favorite of the night i'm really excited for this just because of recently what we saw with felder's ground defense ally quinta isn't going to quit at any time. I think that there's a potential cut stoppage in here just because both of these guys bleed a lot and I could see a DQ happening just because, hey, Dr. Stoppage, this is a TKO. I am going to go with the Irish Dragon. I think he's firing in all cylinders. It's a close decision. He's going to... he. His takedown defense is solid. Ooh, Al has really good entries though, so that's a really tough one on the ground. This is 30 split. Fun one to start the main event. What it started in the other way, how do you feel it goes down? You think it's going to be a split decision? I think this is going to be a split decision. Somebody's going to sleep in this fight. Woo! Both guys, in my opinion, <coughs> I think they're going to stand and bang. I think this is going to be a lot of throwing, throwing, throwing. Somebody's going to sleep probably around round two. Maybe I almost see it going similar to a TJ Dillashaw, Cody Garbrandt type fight. I think we're going to see a lot more stand-up. Both guys have similar style. You know, like the 1920s boxing matches? Uh-huh. Like they should have waxed mustaches? That's what I feel like is going to happen. This, this is fight. a throwback. It, they both do like the stand and bang. I am so excited about this. I do agree with you. I think it's going to be a fan favorite. I, in my opinion, I think Iaquinta has more power. I would like to say I'm loving what's happening with Paul Felder's technique. With the exception of DC, there's a curse on the boys that sit at the panel. It has to be all in or nothing. I know Iaquinta also has real estate deals and whatever, but these guys are very specific when they take fights. The guys out of their camp, if they're hurt, they're hurt. He has no problem walking away if things don't smell right or feel right, and I just think he's on a mad run. So interesting factor with Ally Aquinta. UFC started to open these options and Al was one of the first guys to really broker this deal with the UFC where he's getting a flat rate. It's either 80 or 90,000 for this fight. Flat. Win or lose. No win or lose bullshit. $90,000 for this fight. Win or lose. Perfect. That's what like the 40-40. That's probably yeah. what he was at. And he's like, no, no. If you want me again, yeah. I, you're, I, we're going to do it for this. And you know I'm going to put in that type of fight. Yeah, regardless. Win you or lose. Because I'm going to put in that be, type of fight. Because it's going to be a dirty split. But that's why I'm saying dirty split. I you like think he doesn't go in there and put it all out because uh, he already got paid his win bonus? It's interesting because I can see the incentive of if Ally Quinta puts on an exciting fight that he's going to be worth more the next time because he's like I just proved I'm a $90,000 fighter now it's 180 and they're like oh shit okay and I bet talk. there's nothing in his contract about knockout of the night or fight of the night so that could be an option as well um both guys have great cardio in my opinion uh I think Felder has good takedown defense I think Iaquinta has good takedowns Iaquinta is strong enough to get 
Paul Felder down in the first round. After that, I hope he doesn't exert his energy that way. Mm-hmm. Um, both guys have dangerous hands. It's going to come down to power. Both guys can go to sleep. We've seen, I think we've seen it happen, you know. Uh, any any MMA fight, both guys go to sleep. I love Iaquinta. This is a biased decision. I'm going to put a, both guys on different cards. I think they're both good plays. I can um, see that. Totally. I got KO round two. Wow. End so, of round two. End of round two. The betting lines is actually minus 110 for Paul Felder against minus 120 for Ally Aquinta. This is a coin flip of a fight. Opened up about near even as well. <laughs> That's the bean sure. A coin flip of a fight. I guess. It's so. a coin flip, this. <laughs> a lot of people say it. I'm not I the know, only one. I know. It is a coin flip of a fight. <laughs> I know what it is. I've heard it. <laughs> it really is. It's a dirty split so fight. So even with this, the dirty draft split kings tend to favor where Lesbo is on. 8,200 on DraftKings for Ally Quinta for 8,000 against Paul Felder. A little bit of money to be made on Felder. I do think, though, the takedowns do favor Ally Quinta, so I see how he has a little bit of the higher average points in a fight. Um, 76 average for Al compared to the 67 for Felder. Dirty split. Not going to put it everywhere. There's definitely other fun fights yeah, it, to go along for Either guy could shit card. your whole night away. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to have to mix them up. away. <laughs> what really sucks about these coin flip of fights. You take a whiskey drink, you take a vodka drink. You take well, I can how see Felder be the guy saying it. <laughs> <laughs> he looks just like him. It's such a <laughs> creepy that song. A throwback. It's so, um, <laughs> to your childhood. <laughs> with that throwback. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he does look like he could sing that. Paul Felder could be in the video. <laughs> Doesn't he? I sing the song that reminds you of the good time. I sing the song that rem- he does look like he shouldn't speak um, American English. Right. Very, very... He looks European. European. Or he could be Irish. He could be Scottish. I could see that. But then again... He is the Irish dragon. Oh, y'all looking like to me. Uh, that's true. All us pasties. <laughs> I tell us, you apart by your tattoos. You call that's us, a joke. <laughs> yeah. that's a you joke. call us low melatones. <laughs> Are you the, is he the one with the big gorilla on his chest? <laughs> you got that low melatonin. You talk about that that's one with the lie. low melatonin. <laughs> that was just a bad joke. So, on to the next fight. We have 155 bout. Also brought to us by Mike Chiesa versus Anthony Pettis at the second pay-per-view fight. Chiesa is coming in with a 13-3 record against Pettis' high level 20-7. and seven. Pettis has really been up and down. Win one, lose one as of late, but it's all been against top level competition. His last loss came to Dustin Poirier TKO via rib injury, but I feel like Dustin Poirier himself said it that. It wasn't that rib that got Pettis out of there. It was Dustin Poirier who got him out of there. Yeah. And that can happen to Pettis. We've seen it multiple times. He's a top-level athlete, but I think that he's on the same passing the torch moment as Joe Rogan to his younger brother and saying, here, baby, bro. Here, baby, Pettis. You take the torch. You live on. You got the juice. So let's go, baby, Pettis. I, it's more of a fade for me. We know what we're getting. Pettis is actually a striker, but he breaks Brittle hands, brittle feet, 
pops out a shoulder, a rib, he's injury prone. A lot of his fights has to adjust, but people um, can take advantage of that. He has killer body shots, and Mike Chiesa is open for the body shot in this. On the ground, Anthony Pettis has submitted some of the best on the ground, submitting Benson Henderson, which is a very tough feat. A um, couple other guys in there as well. Pettis beating Jim Miller by decision, I think, really sums up kind of where Pettis is at. I think Chiesa's barely above that right now in his career. What I really don't like with Chiesa, loses every first round. Gives it away. And Anthony Pettis has hard enough kicks to put him out. But I am giving Chiesa the submission. I was going round one. I think it's going to go into round two. Anthony Pettis is trying to come back off of he doesn't win two in a or he doesn't lose two in a row he doesn't win two in a row he's on a win for Pettis but I do think Kiesa turns it on in the second a little bit more maybe in the third submission Pettis needs to I think start looking more into his coaching of the gyms that he does and doing the Latino broadcast stuff unfortunately for him trying to make some money here and I got Kiesa how do you feel this goes down Third round submission. I agree with you. There is a everywhere that Anthony's dangerous, dangerous, Mike Chiesa kind of stifles it. I also think Mike Chiesa has pretty decent leg kicks and such a good reach advantage here. His job, uh, his jab's gotten faster for me over the years. Um, his punches have gotten less looping over the years. And Anthony, I feel like he's done the opposite a little bit where his game's getting less tight and there is a little bit of quit in Anthony Pettis. Mike Chiesa isn't a quitter. Yep, he can be hurt and that's where he finishes guys. He would have gone to sleep if uh, Mizugaki didn't blow his wad. They could have let him go to sleep and that would have yeah. And not every guy will, you know? A lot of dudes will he tap. Was dead to, he, yeah, he was dead to rights, but you got to let that go all the way through. Some so. people think that he it was a good enough guy, and some now that we've seen so some Kevin really Lee can do hold. that, If Kevin Lee can do that, Anthony Pettis can do that, I would say. Anthony Pettis is that level on the ground. He's nasty. I also think that Mike Chiesa has other instruments to win this. I don't know if I see the submission coming. I just see kind of exactly what you see happening. And... I even think Kiesa could win the end of the first round enough to change it in the judge's mind. I think uh, Anthony's going to come out hot. Yep. And Mike Kiesa can do some damage there to make him think twice about it and respect him and not do it again. Mm-hmm. Mike Kiesa is so tricky on the ground. I know Anthony Pettis is too, but I think Mike Kiesa is... And I know in my... Also, I think Kevin Lee is on his way up the rungs where Anthony Pettis is on his way down. I don't think if Kevin Lee can submit Mike Chiesa, Anthony Pettis can too. I think Kevin Lee is better now. I would like to see Kevin fight Anthony Pettis. Uh I got Mike Chiesa, but I got Mike Chiesa by decision. Could see a dirty split there too. Pretty strong decision. We are in New York. So, but Pettis is out of Chicago, and Kiss is from the West Coast. From I just think New Yorkers tend to favor fame. Oh, okay. So the vanity. So they, you think it's coming in on Pettis? Because mm-hmm. we actually have Pettis as the underdog on DraftKings at six thousand, at seven thousand six hundred against Kiesa's eight thousand six hundred. It's a little bloated for me for my Kiesa, even though I do have him, and I have him finishing in the later rounds, like third round submission. Ugh. I could. I'll fit him. I got a couple underdogs. I feel like Kiesa is going to go on a few cards. Not everything. That is a closer fight than people are giving the other odds on, which is 
Michael Chiesa is a minus 145 favorite against the plus 125 or 115 Anthony Pettis if you're going depending on the betting site you're going on. I don't see too much value. I like I like Chiesa on a couple things. Maybe throw a couple of these close coin flip of the fights because we have so many of them. <laughs> yeah. Put the opposite guy that you have all three together in case the night goes weird or do that round robin kind of tool. I don't even know there. It's every fight is so close. I've never seen a fight card where it's every so fight so well. is so close. Dana White himself is still like this main event is kind of better. Some are some say it's better, but either way, the card's so fucking dope that JJ versus Rose two is totally a good enough of a story. It's UFC's having a little trouble selling Rose, but we're getting there. We're getting there. On to wait, wait, wait. Whoop! Sorry. Oh wait, yeah. So Mike Chiesa is also the betting favorite at minus one forty-five. And you have Pettis. dirty split Pettis. No, I have Chiesa's submission around three, round if three. not dirty split, okay. because it's going to be a close one. They both kind of get themselves into trouble at times. We've been seeing dirty split so many times in this. This whole night. That's what I'm saying. Put them in that round robin option if you're on Bovada. Do you know that option? Where you put, instead of your parlay, where it's just that, it matches like the combinations a few different ways and puts different guys together and... You can catch some weird money. Maybe one of them will work like a a roulette table. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, either way, we got another close one coming up in the featherweight division, 145 pounds. Uh, Is it that these middleweight bouts, 155-pound bouts and whatnot that we're having through the night is why it's so exciting? I think these divisions have been the highlight of the UFC for the last few years, and all of them are dogfights because it is a stacked division. Absolutely stacked. All the way around. Unbelievable. Right? So we have... Are they trying to impress somebody? Is this all for Jay-Z and Beyonce? It's working. It's working. I mean, I feel like there's a ton of hype, especially because of the late notice replacement. It just puts it on that many more people's radar that wouldn't have been before. It put a different kind of hype on it. That not just the hardcores we're going to watch. So, Qatar versus Lento Carnera. Qatar's been 18 and 2 at and Carnera is 11 and 1 only losing his last submission loss guillotine choke to Brian Ortega 8 months ago. Carnero has had a 10 fight winning streak prior to that beating Jeremy Stevens in a split decision. Also Zabir Taisugov the Russian in a split, Nindamaki the Japanese guy and on and on. We know what we're getting with the Brazilian fighter Great ground game, crisp striking, more of a Muay Thai striker, um, tons of power, hurts people. But Qatar, I feel like, has really been coming through as of late. I haven't seen, I didn't see Qatar doing what he was going to do. I thought Burgos was going to be a steady favorite, but two months ago, Qatar came through that in flying cobblers. His 18 and 2 um, wins, he's only lost, I believe, two decisions early on in his career. Qatar is a jack of all trades. And not a master, and a master of none, but it's high level. And both of these guys are in that boat. They're both well-rounded and really high level all the way around, which makes it such a coin flip of a fight. Because the, uh, the takedowns for Qatar are going to play big. He has good takedowns, good entries. Is a wrestler, Carnero, though, has good takedown defense. He's shown it in every one of his fights, that Russian fighter. 
got stood up. Even though Carnero on the ground, when the few people that I've gotten him down all of a sudden are like, I got a little squid on me. Like, this guy is wrapping me up. Um, Qatar, though, has power. Showed it with Burgos. Picks his shots really well. Good counter-striker. Good IQ from what we've seen on the ground. He can submit people as well. He's coming out of 617 fight Massachusetts, but I do feel like he has some local ties around. Qatar isn't too far away. He's going to have a lot of fans there. This is just who's going to want it more. And what's been telling me as of late is Qatar proves that he can be out there in a professional, but he's also a promoter in his other life and he works a job, I believe. So he has two other jobs on top of being a UFC fighter. I think he also um, coaches classes. So he does promotion of a fighter organization locally in his area fights and fights in the UFC other people have done it like Chael Sonnen but eventually push comes to shove and he's now fighting elite of the elite I think Burgos is starting to get to that point Carnero has definitely proven that he's one of these elite guys to me even though he lost um as of late to Ortega Ortega's next one of these next level guys as we're seeing because he was beating the shit out of Ortega whole fight all three rounds were going to him until that submission came around. And that's just a testament to Brian Ortega. But this is a dirty-ass split. I'm going with Carnero. Qatar, though, can easily take this with having just three takedowns, one in each round and solidifying it. But depends on if Miss Bird is in the stands because we hear the bird a-chirping a day, and hopefully she ain't. How do you feel this one goes down? So you, if a good prop bet would be... There is going to be some upset fans by some of these decisions. There's going to be booing regardless. But there are going to be close fights. I think it's going to be crazy scramble, especially in this. Both guys have power. Both guys have um, interesting striking. Carnero is more traditional in his Muay Thai and in and out movement. And I think Qatar is sneaky in his setups. I really like what Qatar's doing. I might have to go back. I'm back and forth on this. I could go guitar right now and be okay. I was just going to ask you this. What would be like a first picture that comes to your head if I say back and forth? Oh, I got Qatar exiting out of the break. I think Qatar has No, I mean like a descriptive picture. Like mine is like when I think back and forth, I think a cat's head with a laser pointer. Oh, okay. I, every single fight, I've gone back and forth on, even from our prelim <laughs> show, even uh-huh. from our prelims, yep. like I want to go through some of those and probably adjust them a little bit. It could go either way. The people that get it all right are going to be a very special select few people. And even them, they'll only get it all right because there was at least one bad call that went in their favor yep. from judges. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and we're all going to have that. Everyone's going to have one to go in your favor and one to <laughs> not. Uh, that's one of these fights. I've gone back and forth a whole bunch of times. My only one deciding factor is I don't like a Massachusetts guy fighting in New York. So I went with the Brazilian... I think he's been tested in more grimy fights against better caliber people. That's a great assessment. And the Jeremy Stevens fight that rings out so strong in my head. Calvin's not ready for that. I like Canero's chin here. I like Canero's ground game enough that 
Qatar is not going to want to go there with him. This is going to be another stand-up crazy good fight. Every once in a while, we'll see it up against the cage. I got Canero by decision. I might have Qatar on a few cards as well. <laughs> That's what I feel like I've said about every fight. <laughs> so, Moicano Carnero is the underdog, 7,500 underdog on DraftKings against wow. Calvin Qatar's 8,700. Huh? Good. That makes me excited. So I'm going to be putting Garnero on a few cards. I'm going to be agree. putting Qatar on a couple too. Because I'm going to have one of these cards as well on my DraftKings that I'm going to pick opposite of myself because it's this it's this close. And no one's going to be 100% right. March Madness in full effect later on into the year. You never knew. Until it's now. April. Oh, Jesus. It's, We're flying. <laughs> Where is the time It's gone? April awkwardness. What? No, we got March Madness <laughs> extended into April. <laughs> Easter's over. Woo! Easter's done. That's so April, done. April, April Fool's Day is done. It's Woo! April Fool's. It's, I got stunned still from that April Fool's. It, it was so eventful. There was just so many times that I was just... I had been barely holding on as I had said. And guess what? Bottom fell out. Poof. I was just like, oh, what am I reading? Is Did this you think real? It was fake is at this first? real life? Yes. I was totally like, is this real life? <laughs> like, there's no way. April Are Fool's you being a, a hater on Tony? No. An accident's an accident. It sucks. And they're one for one. Tony's Tony's falling out once for injury. Two for two? Now they are. Yeah, now they're two for two. It was Habib. Habib fell out twice. Weight cut. Day of the fight. Erohuani has a very infamous story saying that there was a guy who flew in from Europe, got in, and was like, walked into the arena and saw Hawani and was like, yeah, I can't wait for the fight. And Hawani was just like, oh, fight's off. Habib couldn't make weight. He went to the hospital. And the fan was just like, what? So Habib's in the same boat. We got a little more time. Arguably a better fight than before because... Before it was like a Darren Horcher or some debuting fighters would fight Habib. I can't now wait till we go champ. to Latvigo's the first pay per view, and I'm gonna tell you, I would be re excited now. Uh-huh. It would have taken a couple of days, but I would have been devastated if I had intentions on getting to UFC 223 and. UFC 223 and UFC 223 and that would have been me having a nervous breakdown. That would have been me having a just, I would have been like, Tony. And speaking of that fight, because we might as well. What? Talk about that fight a little bit. What did you think was going to happen in Tony versus Khabib? Uh, before we break down the co-main event, because that can be a main yeah. event itself. So Let's that's a good it. little one. Let's just give what we were going to say real quick. Um, to break it all down, because I'm going to repeat it more so later with Habib, because I think the same game plan still applies for him, regardless of the opponent change. With Tony, those Grambies, the danger rolls, I was going to really highlight where you can see a lot of Penn State wrestlers do this danger roll, where once the takedown is in it, uh, on the hips, he almost grambies out and or dives and rolls forward, which then creates a scramble that benefits usually the guy that rolls. So Tony's really been hitting these really well in a lot of high-level fights. The striking's better for Tony. His Off of his back, Tony's elbows really 
make guys not want to crawl up him like Habib usually does. It all depends on whether Habib gets that wrist control and Tony knows how to peel it off. Uh, Eddie Bravo specifically talked about that entire camp that they were knew the takedown was going to eventually happen. Okay, what were they going to do after that? So that whole camp was based off of working off of the bottom with elbows, breaking the wrist control, and getting back up. I had a big fucking underdog that was going to cash with Tony Ferguson beating Habib because Habib is a specialist and Tony Ferguson is an MMA fighter, well-rounded all the way around. He has specialties in areas, which is the ground on top, takedowns, and even his striking is starting to show that it's elite next level. Max is going to have a big step up and a hard task. Um, we'll get there when we get there. But Habib is going to use that same stuff. And I had Tony. How do you feel that would have gone if it would have gone down? I don't think it was any surprise to anyone. I was El Kukui most of, most of the time. Yep. Most of the time. All the way. And I'm a... It's... I'm less of a Khabib hater now. I am a huge Khabib fan. I'm a huge Khabib fan. I think he's one of the best guys. Tony prepare. Khabib does everything the same. And Tony's a guy that prepared for a guy who does everything the same. Yep. There's nothing new that changes in Khabib's game plan. His striking's gotten a little better throughout mm-hmm. time. But has it, though? Does it need to at all? None of it. It's the same game plan every time. Tony has showed all of his fights. Not only is he evolving, and he's an evolving mixed martial artist, he's creating things. He's showing us new stuff inside the octagon every time. You can't watch his fights and get comfortable with something Tony Ferguson's going to do. The way in the latter part of his few fights, what I thought what I was going to highlight as part of Tony Ferguson's danger is... uh, his inside elbows are like nothing else around. Yep. They are so fast, and you you don't even see it coming with the naked eye when you're watching it. Uh, I also thought Eddie Bravo's camp was going to be hugely successful from him because he knew he was going to be fighting off his back mm-hmm. and fighting with pretty much a bear on top of him. Um, I think there was a game plan to go in with Khabib, and I think El Kukui would have figured it out. I think it would have been the, one of the best fights in UFC, and I'm going to put manifest and create good energy, and I do think we'll get to see it. Mm-hmm. I like what Khabib's father come out and said, came out and said, um, pretty much as long as Tony's breathing, they're going to want that fight. Yep. And I love that even with Max Holloway, even hopefully now with the new Khabib and him being on point with his weight and the new nutritionist and everything, I love how these guys just want to fight the best. Because to fight the best, you have to be the best. And <laughs> the to best be the best. Is blessed. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, so it's a fucking uphill battle, man. Oh it's not an easy gosh. route to go. Not an easy route so to go. So make sure you're liking and subscribing before we get into the, the co-main co- event. Main event. You're getting your money's worth. You got the beans birthday coming up pretty soon, so we getting this in HD. You could tell two friends. You could tell two friends. About Lesbo and the Bean for the Bean's birthday. Oh, a little ca- cupcakes. Little, little, little cupcakes. Have a little cupcakes for... Little cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> little cucks. 
<laughs> I hate those words. <laughs> I hate all those stupid words. You're going to have to put freaking parental advisory all over our show. Oh, my God. I've cussed so many times. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, Is cuck a cuss word? I think so. I thought it was like um, calling guys like that watch other guys have sex with their wives. Yeah, I think that's a bad word. But we say fuck. Also a bad word. <laughs> Anything that ends in we say duck. No, that that's not a bad one. That's not bad. That's good. That's cleared. What else do you want to know? What other words? Throw one at me. Yuck. Also clear. Luck. We got a gonna we're gonna need a little bit of luck on this night because again, we got all those coin flips. Cock. That one's iffy. <laughs> a rooster, what are you talking about here? <laughs> Let's bring it out. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Sorry, that is so disrespectful. <laughs> to the boogie woman! Which I have not seen at all. I haven't seen an ounce of the boogie woman. Rightfully so. She's gotten maybe her game plan together and realized that uh, she needs to get in there and do her job. Which is to win fights. I really like that Joanna... At the strawweight division, this is an immediate challenge for Joanna. 14-1, only losing her only fight ever. I think first fight in X amount of years, maybe eight or nine years. Um, tons of fights in kickboxing out of Poland against Rose Namajunas is 7-3, and three, having a few losses in the UFC already too. The likes of Carla Esparza, Carolina Kevokiewicz in a split decision, and... Rose last beating Michelle Watterson, but that KK being such a decisive win really puts in a question. No, kind last of the beating Joanna Jan Jacek. Last beating. <laughs> Violence, the champion. I mean. Handedly. What I really like why we waited Taps after the press strikes. Supposedly it wasn't, and the more <laughs> I look at that footage, the more I look at that footage, I could see where it wasn't a tap. But I also see it where I first date, that was a tap. And I said on the air, that was a tap. So, so but I looked at it, it again. I don't think it is anymore. I looked, watched it again recently. Huh. and was like, oh, I think she, her hand just moved. And it was stepping in regardless. But I that, do. yeah, I, I think, think it was it a was tapping a things. Do you P think it, to P. So, Joanna's tap to pain. biggest issue was she openly came out. She fired her nutritionist. Um, fired a few other coaches and is really gone with big Mikey Brown. We saw the Mikey Brown professional himself definitely taking fighters to the next level out of American Top Team. Joanna's uh, really bought and talking about that she needs a break and whatever, but really with getting her nutrition in line, it's really helped her because as we were saying, specifically Lesbo was beating the drum of Joanna's looking thick in there and getting really big. And what they were doing was trying to give her the... Um, I don't know why every, I feel like every uh, man or men are scared. They have all these analysts and they break down the men fighters all the time and say, uh -huh. he looks heavy right now. He's walking around at a big weight. They stay away from the woman with a 10 foot pole with that. So you can come here for the ladies weights. I'll be honest about it. We'll be honest here. I'd be. So with um, the weight cuts now in check with Joanna, she says she feels a lot better. They were doing bats with salt epsom salts and or alcohol baths and it stopped working at a point in time and that's why she had a really hard weight cut that she had to stay up and ruin her cycle so with the presser as of late what i really liked is the lack of the boogie woman jj fell back into her roots and immediately said i like that i lost to her 
it prolonged my career. I'm going to be fighting way longer than I was before because she had already beaten all the contenders. Nobody was going to come and take her belt and she was going to prove it again. And now she's going to beat Rose supposedly and then move on to me. Shev Valentina, bullet for my Valentine herself in an awesome fight for the 125 belt. But until then, she's got a hell of a fighter in front of her. Rose Namajunas has really gotten her focus and coming in with that great striking they can put a game plan plan together now and um implement it during a fight they showed it with jj by finishing her dramatically regardless of a tap or not jj's arm flipped behind her back she was so out on her feet with that left hook and i really was watching a lot of really good breakdowns on what happened there joanna is a traditional kickboxer and has big gloves and she tends to stick her hands out to the, with the big, big gloves to stop, she'll rake the face sometimes just because it's natural. Or she'll uh, front kick out as well to gauge that and keep it away from her. But Rose is, was timing that. And I think that was where Shevchenko's training camp with Rose came in. And they're going to, Pat Barry and Rose are going to have the same um, kind of mentality. Even though I really love where Rose has been saying as of late through all of the embeddeds. Really recommend watching those as well. That she is, realizes that it belt doesn't mean anything and i love everything that rose says none of this matters be a good person and the crowd goes crazy for rose <laughs> it was really funny hey rose here's a really long question of a whole bunch of meaningless words and everything that i'm gonna put into black and white to try to catch you up on something how do you feel about it um i just trained hard for joanna and that's all i have to say yeah! Yeah. be good no, be good and be good to each other. Like, this yeah, don't matter. they don't Nobody even care. Do they, no one even... But, ever, but that's the new... Fighters want to fight to fight, to be the best. Yeah. And to that doesn't mean you have to be I angry. I love this it new mean, phase we're moving into in the UFC. The samurai. The stoic fighter back into that frame again a little bit. Like, oh, this is just a job. I could be faxing paperwork right now. Instead, I'm winning belts in this game. But... The precision that Joanna, the mentality that she has, the she realizing that she's working with the best is a hell of a feat to come across. So with Rose, um, she's realizing and been talking about... And you said you've been watching fight. The Embedded? Correct. Have you been watching her punch some tennis balls? I actually like that coordination. It was I really like where Pat Berry was throwing like three and four at a time where it was like pop pop pop. I have to be honest. That was legit. Maybe it's maybe I am going through a lady period of the month. Maybe it's the full moon. But when he was like, Oh my gosh, she's so much better about it than she used to yeah. be. She follows through now. Mm, mm-hmm. She's like this and this. He was so proud of her when he was talking about the punching of the tennis balls, it touched my heart. Like it it made me a little misty. <laughs> Well, how did you feel about her Rose, Thug Rose baby, her little fur baby in there with the ball playing around? I just got to say PSA real quick. I got to shame you right now real quick, Thug Rose. You got to put a collar on your dog at the very least. If it's an off-leash area, that's okay as well. Just pick up after your dog. Don't be some asshole. But you know what? That looked like it was her yard. If It, was it looked yard, like it was Colorado. Okay. They if were it was still yard, in Colorado. And well, would, if she's open to the streets, if that dog can get it, out of the streets. Did you see how far away? They, there was one time when it showed behind Pat. Yep. It was so far away. They in So it made you think it was like a park. But I think I it was like in, in their neighborhood. She was, I hope there's just no cars around because I, mean, I was picked thinking, up enough dogs off of the street around oh, here. Oh, me too. And Oof. But I was also, um, my first thought, because I'm freaking lazy glaze, I'm like, 
Oh, I wonder if like part of her training is having to go pick up all those tennis balls. <laughs> it's like the chicken yeah. for Argy. It would be kind of a good idea though. Like you got to get them in the bucket. All in the bucket. So I think with Joanna, if I saw the footage and I could see breakdowns of what happened with Joanna and especially with that weight cut, I do think that this fight at the very least is a prolonged decision and a decision we definitely see Joanna be able to win those fourth and fifth rounds, which are crucial in those five championship rounds. I think that we have and knew, was it a bit of a flash? I do think it was a kind of a perfect storm with the weight cut, with everything, even though I don't like those excuses and I do think they're excuses. I really like that. There's no more boogie woman bullshit. There's none of this uh, being over the top. I think it really humbled Joanna and like she said, this is better for their career. And a lot of fighters say that. And the ones that really believe it, it works out for them in the long run. I got and new strawweight champion, Joanna, taking back her belt. And then moving up to 125, maybe after one defense. But we're going to see multiple champ champs in this entire game. We're going to see more weight classes. We got a long way to go. How do you feel this one goes down at the end of the night? Ah. <sighs> Joanna hasn't, there's something about her that she hasn't taken ownership of her loss enough to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And Yo- Rose has never built or believed in a hype train about herself and still doesn't right now. The thing being said about her over and over again, how she's trained with Shevchenko. She's trained with Shevchenko. Shevchenko went to Rose to train for part of her camp because Rose is so good on the ground. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing her striking get layers and layers, 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 layers better. Joanna's a point fighter. Rose is something different. We... I think what we're going to see, we keep talking about how evenly matched these coin flip fights. You can go either way. It's purist versus... Not Joanna's a well-rounded mixed martial artist, or is she? Is she a Muay Thai specialist? It's are we seeing the well-rounded mixed martial artist versus a lot of the specialists in a lot of these fights, or two bangers, or they're stifling each it's other a, on the it's ground? A, it's a mix-up. There's some fun ones. Up oh, alpaca. You just liked our tweet, and <laughs> oh. so I, he's gonna break down the pressure for us. So get to alpaca at. Also get to us, like, and subscribe us Yeah, you go Twitter. to YouTube and follow Alpaca Thesaurus. Uh, they do pretty fun videos, uh, breakdowns of, like, emotional responses, body language, that type of thing. It's pretty great. And other stuff. They talk about other stuff. They're working and growing their channel all the time. Uh, back to Rose and JJ. Oh, and if you're going to follow Alpaca, make sure you're liking and following us. <laughs> um, Rose and JJ, so... Rose is crazy good on the ground. I think her hands are getting better and better. Though Joanna, another thing I saw about them is they said so they didn't change a lot about their camp because it was such a bad Joanna. It wasn't even her in there mm-hmm. because she's such the queen. I think this is another bad way to think about it because now they're still, they didn't change a lot about their camp. Mm-hmm. So they trained for, for all intents and purposes, Michelle Watterson, Rose Namajunas. She's so much better than that Rose Namajunas now. Uh-huh. And... I do like what you're saying is 
wow, she's had two flashes with her last two wins. Rose hasn't been tested in a bit. Joanna can test her. You know, Joanna yep. can lay the punches on. Joanna can go into the championship rounds. I just don't think she's going to have time to get there. I think Rose is going to hurt her again. I think it's not just a fluke of Joanna being dehydrated because it wasn't just a fluke in that fight alone. She did it twice. I think Rose is going to do it again. She's going to submit Joanna in round two. Wow. So... Thug Rose! David, Thug Rose! I love that. Thug Rose! I hope we hear it again and again and again. I love Joanna. I want her to move up. I need my Shevchenko Joanna super fight. I think we see the best version of Joanna with 10 more pounds. She shouldn't be hurting herself anymore. I'm not a fan of weight cuts. This is a natural weight class for Rose. I love the way that you have has C has set it all up where you get to see Rose lose to uh Cookie Monster and then in turn Joanna beat her the next you know like quickly uh-huh. after it. You get to see that turn through and then each fighter progress. Watterson win, who cares? In my opinion. I'm like, okay, flash submission, Watterson, cool. Or it was she kicked her, head kicked her. Head yeah, kicked and then it was submission. Yeah, and then it's a yeah, submission. I, yeah, I think it wasn't. Uh, yep. Ioana's freaking incredible. She shouldn't be doing to the, her, this to herself anymore. Even the amount she's been training at American Top Team, guess what all that training does? Add muscle to your body. So the cut becomes harder and harder. I even say this. Yeah, it might be on point. She might be able to get down to that weight very nicely. Ioana's not going to have Ioana cardio anymore. Rose is going to have that cardio. So Doug Rose, sorry. The betting favorite is minus one twenty. Joanna, former champion, Jezer Jacek, against Doug Rose's minus one ten. This is a coin flip on the books. <laughs> you can count it up. How many more do we got? This is a that has a dirty split. It's a dirty split all over for me. The the finish. Oh, that's what I was gonna bold? say. This is what I agree with you on. I'm going to even change mine right now because I had this vision last night and I thought about it. It's going to be a dirty split, but to be the champ, you have to beat the champ. And it's not going to be decisive enough. I got Thug Rose dirty split. It's going to be so emotional. Decisions, decisions, decisions. if there's a parlay bet you can make that Joanna's going to move up immediately afterwards (laughs) make that bet. (laughs) So on DraftKings... Joanna is 8,300 against Thug Rose's 7,900. Thug Rose is uh, definitely a little bit more of the wage gauge there. I think that this is a five-rounder. You can even you'll put either one on a few cards because it's a dirty split and or both Ladies because it's five rounds. They tend to get more and points. Joanna can get those 120 type of... She has a type so of output. Thug, she can get good points. Exactly. So, yeah, maybe both on a couple just to get a little funky in there just to win some of those cash games so anything left on that one because we got short notice coming up i love up. both fighters so much i love 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 pat barry i love rose i love Joanna. i love everything about it that's all i have to say about it so gross main event six day <laughs> notice 155 pounds Connor's stripped. Tony well, Ferguson's holding his yet. head. This is for the belt. 
I understand. And Dana's made it clear. When the bell rings, Connor's stripped. So Connor's going to come in with a chair? <laughs> what are you I saying? I don't know. I'm just what saying when the say? bell what rings. Is the, like is, what does that mean? Like he's going to run in and be like, no, 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 no. Get out of here. Uh, get out of here, Max. Because this is also a thing we do have to worry about. Even Holloway said it at the presser. Everyone's asking about, wait, don't worry about him. There's been coaches and or UFC brass that have said this is one of the bigger weight cuts they've ever seen. Max Holloway has youth on his side right now. He probably won't do this many times in his life. But if there's a point in time, it's early in your 20s. He's right there. He could do it. But that is just another factor where he's up at like the 190 range was what people are saying. That's pretty heavy to have to cut the 155. 145, unreal. But he then usually has prolonged camps. To get there. And he might be at the 190 range walking in, but everybody retains tons of extra water, especially on a long flight. Mm-hmm. Especially on a long flight. Um, it's not his natural weight. He doesn't walk around that heavy in my yeah, yeah, humble yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Lesbo opinion. What are all the factors with this? Six days notice. Um, okay, so what cut. I was saying is that the bell... Do we still trust Khabib's going to make weight? That's, we're still holding on. We still might just have a Joanna versus Rose Namajunas belt on the pay-per-view and then move something else up to the pay-per-view, maybe two fights. But either way, that's a fight that is so worthy of a pay-per-view. So that's why I think Connor's not stripped until the bell rings. Because if the fight gets canceled, Connor keeps his belt, Tony keeps his belt, and we're sitting with a whole big queef in the division. <laughs> 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 so, time will tell, but we can start talking about it. So, the other fact... The Jet lag for Holloway is real. He had to have flown, what, 20 hours on a flight from Hawaii? I don't know what that flight is. I'll look it up, though, why you want to talk about other factors. Other factors, we have the jet lag, we have the weight cut, we have somebody who wasn't getting ready for an, any wrestler, but I love... Holloway's mentality where he's like, I was getting ready for everyone. It doesn't matter. He was getting ready for Habib um, eventually. But a five-rounder short notice is a hell of a task to put up. Max Holloway also has an ankle injury that he had to pull out of a fight. He's blowing through the records and looking better than he ever has. But still, just training to get better and training for a five-round fight are two completely different things. You have a different mentality. I admire everything that Max Holloway is doing to come in here and save the card. And it is going to be fun. But I just feel like, you know what would be more fun? A full training camp, Max Holloway versus Khabib. That's two guys really going at it, the peak of their abilities towards each other. But either way, we got what we got. It is what it is. And we're going to make the best of it. This is definitely has... A shot for an underdog to come through. Max Holloway. His benefits that he has with this. Habib didn't get a train for Max Holloway. Max Holloway has good cardio and he does stay in shape. He does blow records out of the water as far as recovery. Because most of these elite athletes do. Because he has... 10 hour flight. That's not too bad. From gate to gate. 10 hours and 33 minutes. With probably 6 hours time difference. Maybe 4. Something crazy. 
It's got to be at least five, five We got to be on those weigh-ins. Got to be on those weigh-ins. So as I was saying, though, some of the benefits, I don't want to just be Don't come to me my... with this geography. <laughs> I ask myself the own questions, and then I have to find the answer. I can't Where just... They're most compromised, though, for me, and not the flight necessarily, is after that wake-up. Because that wake-up really diminishes our immune system. It really compromises our immune system. So I guys, understand that, but Max thing. also isn't going down to 145. 10 pounds more. So... True, that it's does make it a bit easier. Nope, championship weight, it's 55. If it's for the belt, it has to be 55. It can't be 156? Cannot, it cannot. They get the pound allowance only because it's not a belt for the belt. Oh. It has to be 155. Huh. Any belt, any interim has Good to be. Good to know. Yep, 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 you don't get that pound allowance. That affects Habib as well. He has to lose a pound and he doesn't have easy weight because he's around that 190, but he had I a full training camp. I heard rumors Habib was walking around on weight right now. Beautiful. I love it. Let's do it. Hopefully, I just want to see that eight months, he said, four months from, or two months from about now. me, how much I, uh, I bigger than him. He bigger than me. He Look is. He's him. taller than him. He's taller than Habib. It's true. Um, the embeddeds were great, though. Did you, you saw, you brought it up to me when they're running alongside and Max is like, I was just going to get a jog in. <laughs> Guess I'm running. Guess <laughs> I'm running. I'm running. <laughs> no man's going to get on a treadmill next to me. One of two things is going to happen. They are either going to get off or I'm going to die. <laughs> that is the beautiful thing about Max Holloway and the Hawaiian fighters in general. BJ Penn was like that. BJ Penn fought Lyoto Machida. Does this make Max up. Holloway bigger than BJ Penn? This is cl- this is I Max says it himself. This is how legends are made. This, this is how legends are made. He's doing all the right things, and in the scheme of all of this, Max doesn't lose. Everyone says, "Yeah, he lost to a guy on six days' notice. Not a big deal. He has everything to win." Holy shit! He just beat a guy on six days' notice. Up a weight class for the belt. He's a champ, champ. He's defended at one forty-five. He's about to get with Connor. Like he has everything ahead of him. Habib has. Nothing. It's a contender. It's just offending at that point. So I'm also super grateful Khabib took this fight. He needs that money. He's making big money. He's got a lot of that Uh, big Russian money. Remember when I first started watching UFC, how I thought Max Holloway and Tony Ferguson were the same person? Yes. It's horrible. (laughs) It's horrible. Look where we're at. Yeah. How much you've grown. How much we've grown. I know, but look what fight just happened and I was going to look at this And look at how much... We got big things coming. We got money moves making. We got all sorts of love showing our way. People are starting to like or like what we're doing. We appreciate it. We definitely we see are. It. We love it. So we love it. Back to the fight though, because there is just so much to cover in such a short amount of time. With this fight finally being booked, um, Habib's father has said it as well. Habib said it on the presser himself. Hey, piece Max, of trivia: Who has the longer win streak in the UFC? Max or Ma- Habib? Max, I believe, with 12, right? Good one. And Habib with 10. And Habib's had a bunch of guys fall out on him where he's fighting guys on debut a few times where it's in the same boat. It's interesting how it just kind of tends to happen here. But what Habib was saying at the presser, what Habib's dad's saying is we love the kid because he's making us money and he's giving us a good belt contender. But on six days, I don't care who you are, you're coming up against who's somebody who's peaking where you're just going to be at your best, not close to peaking. He can peak for a little bit of time, but not for long. So with everything in the fight, the takedowns are definitely going to be coming. Interesting, though, with Habib, he's really hesitant. The more and more I watched footage on him, 
Everyone kept saying, watch that T-Bow fight with Habib. The T-Bow fight was takedown heavy for Gleason T-Bow. T-Bow had three takedowns, Habib had two, and Cleabow won, lost to the split decision. Um, T-Bow also threw heavy punches into a takedown, and I think that that's the way to really back up Habib. He moves forward so much that he's one of those guys that we don't think he has a weakness because he's never moving backwards. Someone can start to get him moving backwards, this is a different fight all of a sudden. Max Holloway has that potential. He's not going to knock you out with one punch, but he's going to hit you from angles that you don't see coming. Max Holloway is switching in brilliantly with both hands. He's doing Chavez-esque stuff where he's switching into a left jab into a right power shot, then off of that right power shot into a right jab, back into a left power body shot. I mean, beautiful four five punch body combinations. You know, we talk about it all the time on the show. You know when Max Holloway draws the line on the like yep, the against Lamas, sure. And uh, we we say it's a Max Holloway moment for other fighters to do it. The difference of like a Jason Knight doing it and Max Holloway doing it. Watch both those in slow motion. Jason Knight gets hit with every shot he gives. Max Holloway doesn't get hit at all. He has Rarely. such good head movement. It's unbelievable so where he's coming from. That head movement is actually set up really well as well with Max Holloway with his actual um, strict defense. He turns on the dime really well. He has, I don't want to say Dominic Cruz-esque because his footwork's completely different, but it's that same tactic of pivoting out and moving to the outside and he does he's done it i saw a few profile a couple other guys put some really good videos together as of short notice as well um showing like max's game plan his entire career has been staying on the outside picking people apart on the ground he's nasty but um he can really fight takedowns really well hasn't been taken down in how many years max holloway five years four or five four years. or five years and these are top level contenders max holloway wrestlers he's fighting those takedowns against Max Holloway has a good wizard, but even in his um, takedown defense when he's on the cage, what really is good and what really benefits uh, Max in general, he fights the free hand. And out of AKA, uh, somebody was profiling really well. I think it was BJJ Scout. How all AKA guys underhook. Daniel Cormier does it. Rockhold does it. They all underhook against the cage and punch with the free hand. You'll see Habib do it on stop, and he'll just do that all fight long. And or Habib will grab the hand and then you can control to where you want to get the people. And Max Holloway on any fighter who's ever tried this is already fighting that free hand because that's the key to the position. Get that free hand away, you'll be able to position out, get away. This is going to be a movement-based fight. I feel like Max needs to get on his bike a little bit and that Habib blow his wad more than anything. And Max has all that potential. I really like Max in this fight. I would like him more if he had two, three months to get ready for it. That type of short notice, six days, is just a little much for me. I'm going to go with Habib. I don't think that it's that much of a heavy favorite, but I think it can turn into a boring wrist control over the side of the back and just ground and pound for all four fights. Max is going to never quit in there. He's not going to be put out. This isn't going to be a finish. If anything, the finish I got for Max if it's a decision, it's probably going Habib. I got Habib controlling this four or five rounds. I'm going to put them both on there because Max has a shot. I don't think the four to one underdog is right at all. Max has a real shot here. It just, it's that short notice. Do you think really Max Holloway could beat Pat Healy? Yes. Do you think Max Holloway could beat Rafael de Sanos at 155? That Rafael de Sanos who was at the end, it was after Usada, but before he. Was that one? Yeah, that's a close one, but I could see Max winning that. Yep. Do you think he could beat Horcher? Yes. Do you think he could beat Michael Johnson? Yes. 
do you think he could beat Edson Barboza? That's a tough one. Yeah, I think Max can get that just because Barboza tends to break a little bit. Do you think Max could beat Tony Ferguson? I don't know about that one. That's... I can't wait for that to happen. That's such a fun fight that I didn't even have on my radar because there's so much other stuff going on, but eventually it was going to happen. If he wins, I can't wait. Yeah. Pete, their fight, whoever wins this fight, oh, yeah. start fighting Tony next. And I'm happy to see either one of them. Unless those. Connor, who knows what he does, but I don't even want to talk about Get him Nick anymore Nuggets in, in the there. division. Let's do him. <laughs> Get McNuggets yeah. in there. I don't care. So Max versus Tony intrigues the fuck out of us, too. All of them. All of them. All of them. Throw him in a battle royale, chairs included. All, all in the octagon. If Michael Bisping can Bisping, Max Holloway can Bisping. Another. I love you, Bisping. I'm not saying. <laughs> well, Bisping came in on a week's notice and knocked out the freaking dude. So. Uh, good call. It's. I do think it's a blessed era. I like the whole timing of the story. I like how the Edgar fight just happened to fall off with, uh, with Frankie Edgar and Edgar. I like that Ortega built a little bit of shine, even though it broke my heart somewhat. I do like the Ortega Holloway steam. If any guy can defend and will defend two belts, it's Max Holloway. I think it's a beautiful story. I love the UFC going into Hawaii. It just builds that much more momentum on the fight that you know the main event of that's going to be the one I predicted BJ Penn versus Artem Lobov and (laughs) (laughs) I think this is everything for the story I don't think it hurts Khabib I think Khabib is to wrestling what Maya is to he's still gonna destroy a whole bunch of other people I think Max can knockout Khabib. I think he has more punching power. He's going to be in a different set of shoes with even more power at 155. It's not going to be quite the cut he's used to making. Yeah, I would like to see a full camp. I would love that. Sure. But we also see just as many times that guys can't peak for too long. They can't plateau yeah, for too true. long. It's true. And Khabib, before the last two fights, he had he was fighting once every three years, mm-hmm. like really sporadically. So I feel like he has been peaking too long. I feel like he's put in a gruesome takedown after takedown, a heavy fight with Edson Barboza. Max Holloway is tricky. He's a tricky guy, and yep. he has power in his punches. I think he has good head movement. I th- I think he's a smart fighter. I think he has cr- I think he has the better ring IQ compared to Khabib in there. I think he's going to figure it out. I think he's intrigued by the puzzle. I think for real if you he considers a, Khabib saying. the best and he wants the best because He's blessed. I do think he he sees it. And I do like how Khabib said, oh, you think I'm the best, but you think you can beat me? Hell yeah, baby! I was about <laughs> to say, yeah, I baby. love it. And I love how Max Holloway on Embedded and everything has been saying just like, I'm not going to come to a fight if I don't think I can't win. Like, you're stupid. Why would I come into a fight thinking I can't win? Hell yeah, I could beat him. I could beat anybody. And I love that mentality, and that's what takes guys to the next level. Habib's in that same boat. Both this is still such an interesting matchup. It this is a is, closer fight than anybody else thinks. I know everybody has Khabib winning by saying. so much. I that's think this exactly is another coin flip of a fight. Agreed. I think well, it's going to be a dirty it. split. I think it's going to come down to it. I have a question. Like Khabib might get fifteen takedowns in two rounds. But Max will figure it out. I think his cardio is going to be better than Khabib's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got so, Holloway by a decision, woo. and I also think no one's a champ here. 
There isn't the, you have to be the champ, you have to beat the champ. Yeah, this is just a fight. It's just to be the best, you have to beat the best. So, so it's whether or not you think the best is blessed. Habib is the minus 470 favorite against plus 375 for Max Holloway. I think there's value on Holloway there. It should be. I do too. Maybe because of the short notice, minus 180, minus 150 for Habib. It's way closer than that. Way too blown up. But I also thought that Tony Ferguson line was way too blown up. And I was putting all sorts of money on that. I'm getting, I got to get all that money back eventually. And I said it. Oh, we don't want you to put a all your money tactic, in these bets. Another, there's a fear behind Khabib. But look what the AKA guys do. They put a fear behind all of them. If you, they're such a tight squad. If you ask any of them who they think the best guy in any division is, it's their guy. Uh-huh. It's their guy. Listen to DC talk about Luke Rockhold and question of whether mm-hmm. or not you still feel that way about Luke Rockhold. Even though when he, you know, like uh-huh. at certain times when he was saying it. So I friggin' dig Khabib, but I think Max is going to hurt Khabib in a different way. Every other fighter that's gone in there, at least for the last four fights, timid as hell. Timid as hell. We don't see the real them in the octagon because they're so worried about that uh-huh. takedown. You're not going to see that with Max. So this is definitely... Somewhere you can make money. I feel like we're both I saying know I a decision. Say Khabib decision, but I feel right? Holloway. I think I. But, I know. but what I think that we can gather from this, regardless, is that there's a prop bet to be made in a decision more than a finish. And I trust the fighters' words. And Khabib said it himself. You should be scared. You're the one that's going to be locked in that octagon with me for five rounds. I love it. I love he it. He said it. Five rounds. He didn't say you should be scared. You're the one that's going to get knocked out by me, finished by me, submitted by me, yep. nothing. Just locked in the octagon with me for five rounds. Also, the DraftKings lines didn't change. Habib stayed at 9,100 against the 7,100 for Max Holloway. So it was going to be the exact same line they were giving to Tony Ferguson on DraftKings. I'm sure with their algorithms, they couldn't have really changed much on it. The, so do we have a Leslie Smith underdog pick for the entire night the entire night well, who is our ufc 223 Leslie we Smith had a underdog. couple on the underdog we had felice herring was a prime suspect we also ended up having um mm, let me see the lines who else did we have felice herring someone on the main card too i think dunham no he's the favorite um no just lobov nope did we want to make Artem or Leslie Smith underdog? No, I think no. I'm more comfortable with Felice. Felice I like, but I think there's somebody else that's fighting... Grutzmacher? You were liking yeah. Grutzmacher? I might switch <laughs> no, to you weren't liking against Lozon. I'm going back and forth on that one, too, because I'm worried it's about Lozon. It's so Lozon's close. Chin. Exactly, right? Uh, the one I like... <sighs> Why don't I just open my card? Dismiss Tapology. Dismiss Fight Card. Thirteen of thirteen picked. I like to see that. Didn't we agree on uh, Carnero beating Qatar? We did like that. I like Canero and I like Felice Herring. I like I, I putting think Felice. Felice. I think Felice it's been a while since we one. had a Leslie yeah. Smith underdog pick as a woman too. And I, I think agree against good. KK. That's a fun fight. That's a fight that could ha- highlight an entire. 
fight card. Every single on one of the, every yeah. single card could be a coin flip and could be a highlight of something on its own yeah. right. Every single one. Is Everything a great minus, fight. minus money, minus Kudos. and they open there. Coup right? friggin' does. So Dana White's definitely had good uh attitude about this because again, you got on ton of fights that you're gonna make money on you gotta be watching whatever way you can if you're watching them you're watching us you're making some money subscribe where you can everywhere lesbo and the bean lesbo and the bean.com lesbo and the bean on twitter lesbo and the bean at gmail thank you so much we like your listens and likes lesbo and the bean